0: So our guests in this episode of the Wish House podcast are the original members of our chapter's alumni committee. We have Angela, Lauren, Shauna, and two-time guest, Brian. Guys, welcome to the Wish House podcast. How are you? Good. Hey. All right, so we'll start right from where I'm looking at. So we'll start first with Shauna. Shauna, your wish. Was granted back in 2001. Pretty relevant given everything that's happened in the last two weeks. Um, Your wish was to meet Britney Spears. So that's pretty amazing. Um, Yeah. yeah, So, your wish, what? Tell us a little bit about your wish. So,
1: um, I've always liked Britney Spears. Um, I still do. I feel horrible with what's going on. Um, I don't know if you saw my post, but, you know, ever since everything, has blown up and, you know, she's been the top highlight of the news. Uh, I've been getting text messages and phone calls and, you know, ask me, what do I think? Um, You know, I, I'm, I feel horrible for her. Um, You know, when I didn't meet her, she was super sweet, super down to earth. Um, You know, there was a little confusion at that time uh, with, you know, what was supposed to go on and happen. Um, She actually told them that, you know, they were rushing me through it. And she said, no, give her a minute. This is her wish. And, you know, security then backed up and gave me some time. Um, You know, and and me being in the entertainment industry, you know, now, um, you know, you don't see that anymore. You know, things are rushed and, you know, the, the celebrity doesn't really have say anymore too much. Um, so it was definitely, would I do it again? Absolutely. Um, but, you know, she, she was just so sweet, so nice. Um, and that's really part of the reason why I got into the entertainment industry was because I saw what went on backstage and, you know, I want to make a difference and share my story and show that, you know, celebrities are still human. They're still people. They're just like you and I. So
0: that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing about that, because, you know, as soon as I started hearing all this new stuff with the conservatorship and everything, I immediately thought about you and your wish, because that was like, this is like so relevant. And then, uh, you know, next up we have we have Angela. So, Angela, if you could share a little bit about your wish, which was to go to Paris, France, right?
2: Yes. So I got to go to Paris with my family, my parents and my sister We got to go for a week um, or yeah, like eight days. And um, they, we got to do so many things. I got to see, you know, the Eiffel Tower, got to go to the top, um, went to the Louvre, got to see the Mona Lisa. Like I love art. The purpose of or the reason why I really wanted to go to Paris was because I love art and designing And fashion. And um, that's actually then what kind of inspired me further to go into fashion design for college.
0: Guys, so just right there, the first two guests on this this, uh, roundtable we have Shauna, who was inspired by her meeting Britney Spears wish to go into the entertainment business. She has actually her own radio show, um, which is pretty amazing, which we'll talk about in a bit. Then we have Angela, who had this. You know, design inspired Paris France wish and now she works in design, which is bananas, which I also want to share that we are working on a wish right now for a kid who very similar to you, Angela. She is really into design. She's actually going to LIM um, through as part of her wish for specific um you know, lessons on learning all different, all the different aspects of design from fabric and, you know, stuff that I don't know about that. I'm sure you know a lot about. Um, And she's (laughs) just doing so much and and that it's just a really cool wish. So you can see that wishes evolve over time, but a lot of them always go back to the heart of it, which is Mm -hmm. kids wanting to feel like they can literally do anything and being able to design an item of clothing at the end of the day is pretty it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and, and next up, we have Lauren, who I also have been thinking a lot of lately because your wish was to go to a uh, to meet the Liberty, the New York Liberty basketball team. And with Sabrina Ionescu's, you know, recent, you know, uh, just her draft yeah. just going number one and going to the Liberty, she's just amazing, um, despite so all the injuries good. and stuff. So, yeah. share a little bit about your wish, Lauren.
3: Um I'm glad you transitioned to that because I did not become a WNBA player. So I just not, in fact, <laughs> um, I did sit on the bench in D3 in college and that's about it. But. that's all right. Um, so uh, my wish was to uh, meet the New York Liberty. Uh, so I was able to go to a game, um, go on the court, talk to all the players. I got to shoot baskets with Sue wicks on um, the court of MSG Um and meet Rebecca Lobo, who, like, you know, circa late 90s was like one of, I don't know, women's basketball gods. And like, WNBA was just starting up. Um, and you can't, so um, yeah, it was awesome. I remember because I was very into the thought that I would be a WNBA player um, and would like Coke, you know, go to chemo and then like go to basketball practice. So, like being able to like actually like meet these characters these um players and I don't know it, it was just like I was just like all basketball all the time so it That's was awesome, awesome. To be, um and they were great cuz I'm sure it I mean I think the W was maybe a year old so it might have been their first wish too um in terms of like oh, you know again letting me go on the court and like it was they were great
0: that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, the I, I believe the, the WNBA was established in 1999. Your wish was granted in 2000. Yeah. So very likely was one of the first, if not the first, you know, wish granted by the New York Liberty. And the fact that you got to meet Rebecca Lobo, who now does play by play for the WNBA with Ryan Rucco, which is pretty yeah. awesome. Oh, they're, they're
3: great together. Uh, they're such a great yeah.
0: team. Yeah. Um, it's just really cool just to see it. And anytime I hear about Sabrina or I hear about the New York Liberty with their new color scheme that they got going on now, yes, I always think about you, man.
3: Yeah, it's awesome too. Like that they're like, you know, I remember I think Cheryl Foops had like, a shoe coming out and it was like the biggest deal ever and she was the only player. And now like everyone's got a shoe. Like Brady's got a shoe. Yeah, so it's cool to see how the league has evolved. So
0: Yeah, that's so true. And then last we but not least, we have two time podcast guests. Uh, Brian Chin is back and uh, he's joining us for this alumni roundtable. So, Brian, remind our listeners a little bit about your wish. So, if they haven't had a chance to listen to your episode yet,
4: sure, I'd say go listen to the episode, but uh, it, it's episode two. Um, I had my wish granted in 2003 to meet Ozzy Osbourne. Um, I'm gonna kind of, well, uh, at some point, I'll I'll piggyback off of everybody else's wish but it's um just kind of something it was my very first um my very first concert that's like the genre of music I was listening to in the early 2000s and uh, my parents were just like not having it like we're not letting you go to these shows and then when it's your make wish like you kind of override all of that uh so I did and it's just been like a I don't want to say I consider it an upward spiral, but some might consider it a downward spiral. Of just going to concerts nonstop, and uh, it, it really has just been like an endless, awesome journey. Um, again, kind of foraying into music and entertainment, and um, it, it, one of the big things, and, and this is raw, called piggyback back off of everybody else's wish. The um, like my big, one of my big takeaways is just the like being inspired to like do big things, like whatever, like your dream is, whatever makes you happy, you can kind of explore those things. So I was exploring um, art and design for a really long time, um, just kind of like in the back of my head. And eventually I went to school and studied art and design. And then I was going to do my master's in business and decided somewhere in between I wanted to go into the music industry. And uh, eventually I, you know, kind of, inspired from my wish to like pursue things that, you know, weren't like necessarily the most uh, like solid of career paths, but they were certainly inspired and rooted in, you know, these inspirational kinds of things for myself. But I ended up becoming graphic designer, much like uh, art designer, Angela. And <laughs> except I went into the music industry and entertainment, much like Shauna. And my first job was designing at Madison Square Garden, and I did in fact used to oh, make pre and post game <laughs> emails for the New York Liberty. So I, I managed to wow. hit
0: everybody else's way. There you go. So, <laughs>
3: Good job, yeah.
0: dude. That was so well done. Congrats, man. That was that. You made the segue yeah. real easy. There. Yeah, <laughs> um, I was like playing it out yeah. in my head. I was just like, oh yeah, like that's a got a connection. With every single person <laughs> here. Neat.
4: Yeah. That
0: is really dope, man. So, you know, the reason why I wanted mm-hmm. to get us all together on this uh round table is really to talk about how we all first met, which was through, was back in 2006. We, our chapter was the first Make-A-Wish chapter throughout the country to establish an alumni committee. We were the first, which we can yell that from the mountaintops we were the first ones to do it so props to make a wish hudson valley um because they had the foresight to see that this was a need that uh wish alum needed to meet each other and see each other and get to know each other and build you know relationships with each other and um and they were the first one so i just want to give a shout out to those that helped start it um so we had a chapter staff um member who helped kind of put it together. And it was actually our VP of program and operations in Denise. She was the staff liaison in the beginning. Um, then we had two key volunteers that helped also establish it and really gave a lot of the structure around the alumni committee in the beginning, which were uh, Anthony Jadiz and um and Liz Elser, who was the they kind of together, they really were a powerhouse to kind of kind of guide us along this growth of what we were trying to figure out because Nowadays, it's throughout Make-A-Wish, it's almost a given that, all right, you have a wish, and then afterwards you get involved. Back in the day when our wishes were granted in, you know, in, let's say, Brian's case, 2003, Angela was in 2006, Shauna's was in 2001, Lauren's was in 2000, mine was in 1999. So back then, it was not common for Make-A-Wish in general to reach out to alumni directly. It was really only if an alumni raised their hand called the office said hey i want to get in, involved in some way then the conversations would happen but it was really you know hands off in a way they kind of let us do our own thing post wish nowadays there's more of a engagement more of staying in touch with each other you know during post wish and and well after um so for us in 2006 when we first got together it was really amazing because through Denise and T- and Anthony and Liz, they kind of put us together. And and really, I also want to give a shout out and special recognition to Wish alum Jody um, Esposito because she her wish was a, actually a Dale Earnhardt wish for those that are you know uh, car racing fans. And uh, and it was really through her wanting to meet other alumni that sparked this whole thing in 2006. You know, back in 2006, we were celebrating our 20 year a chapter anniversary, we were interviewing wish kids and families, both, you know, more current to those that were alumni, like in Jody's case, um, and just kind of getting their feedback on the impact of a wish. And it was through those interviews that were happening that the common theme came up, we want to give back, we want to do something, but we don't know how, we don't know where to start. And so that and then obviously, Jody said, I want to meet other kids like me, You know, I want to meet other WISH kids that have similar experiences um, to me. And I want to get to know them. And then that's how it all kind of started. Um, Do you guys recall how you first heard about the alumni committee? We'll start first with Shauna.
1: I think Denise called me because Denise was actually my WISH coordinator Mm -hmm. or um, grantor. Um, So I believe, if I remember correctly, I think she called me and said, would you like to be on this committee um, and meet other kids that had wishes granted? And of course I said, yes. Um, (laughs) So, uh, you know, and we love going to the events. And um, one of my greatest memories is Donovan's wish. We got to help out and make his wish come true. And that's probably one of my favorite memories of uh, volunteering and the gala, of course.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. And, and for those that are listening in, Donovan was a really cool wish. It was for he, he wished to be a Silver Ranger. Uh, and, you know, a lot of the alumni, I think definitely Shauna. I know, Brian, you were there. Angela, were you a part of that at that time?
2: I don't think I got to go to it, but I remember hearing a lot about it. And it was yeah. Awesome.
0: And I think, Lauren, you weren't a well, part of it yet, I think, at that time. But Donovan's wish was pretty dope, because his wish was to be a Silver Ranger. Um, But with that came a premiere of his like movie pretty much that was made, uh, where we had a video crew following him throughout his entire experience of becoming the Silver Ranger. All that video got put together and it was presented to him at the Paramount Theater, I believe in Peekskill, if I remember correctly. Um, and. So. we served the alumni committee members that were able to be there that night were able to serve as his security detail. So the one thing that we were asked to do was to dress in all black, which I think, except Brian. Yeah, <laughs> he I didn't, didn't get, get that memo. memo. I totally <laughs> missed that. So I'm like, I'm like the one person
4: in that photo. I was like, I happen to have like the, like black shades on, but I was wearing like a, blue, like collared shirt and khakis. And I was like, well, I messed up.
0: Yeah. So we'll, we'll Photoshop you with like a black suit in it, but um, we'll be sure to share that picture in the show notes. Cause it's a really cool picture of us back in 2006. Cause that's when, um, when his wish was granted, um, and when his uh, movie premiered, um, and it was really amazing. Cause that was, again, one of the first things we did as an alumni committee group that was like directly impacting another wish kid, which I think kind of cemented our, you know, affinity and love for the alumni committee. Um, and what about you, Angela? Do you remember the first time you heard about the alumni committee?
2: I was trying to think, I can't remember if it was a phone call, an email, a letter, but um, I remember showing up the first day and and meeting all of you guys and, um, mm-hmm. you know, sitting in the Wish House and kind of chatting and figuring out like, what were we gonna do? What we gonna, what do we want from this? Like what what, you know, is gonna happen with it, so.
0: That's awesome. And and what about you, Lauren? Do you remember the first time you heard about alumni and kind of getting to know us crazy people?
3: (laughs) I don't, I, yeah. When you asked the question, I was trying to think and, but even like, I can't even tell phone or email because all of my phone from, you know, like when I had a wish would be different from 2006. So I'm like, how did they even get it? You know, like they wouldn't just know my email address now. So I,
0: I, yeah. Um, I think you're. You, I think you were probably a, very similar to me in that I received a letter in the mail. Um, so uh, they, okay. They organized. I feel like I did too. Yeah, so that might have been your way too. And what about you, Brian? Because you were one of the original originals. It is old school. We, yo, we did not even have emails back then. Like for real, for real, like not like maybe you had like a beta version of like Gmail, but there was like nothing that it's not like it is now, you know, maybe you had an AOL account. If you could pay the subscription, I couldn't, no, um, I, I actually, I'll, I'll kind of go
4: around that. I literally just tried to look up and find the, the I, first email that went out. And, um, I, so I'm not exactly sure I'm probably I'm going to assume maybe someone like Denise had reached out um, at the time. Um, so the last the email that I found goes back to April 4th, 2006. Um, but wow. in, uh, I guess this would be June of 2006. I, I was already volunteering to some extent because I know that I left my after prom party early to go get certified as a make a wish grantor when I was just turned of age or I would I turned of age the you know December four before so about six months beforehand. So I was like, I really wanted to be a wish grantor. So I had already kind of been in touch with everyone. So I'm sure that you know Denise or Liz had reached out. Um but I did find that I have an email from April fourth, 2006. And for reference, this is on like an extremely old Hotmail account that I <laughs> check maybe like once every five years. And um yeah, it, it, it has show notes in a Word doc that don't actually show up probably because they're like, this is way too old. No one needs this information. Um, and it, it just kind of says something about, um, you know, if you want to be on this email list, like, let me know. If you want to be removed, just let me know. And uh, <laughs> so a, I can't really see like the show notes, the, the, the alumni, the, the meeting notes. Um, but I, I think someone must have, reached out, whether it be Denise or Liz, um, and then they just added me to the listserv. And I started getting these emails and keeping me up to date on when we were going to have meetings. I, I'm going to assume that our very first meeting was based off of whatever's in this word doc that won't have open anymore.
0: Yo, but I got to <laughs> tell you guys the significance of that date, because you said that that date of that email was April 4th, 2006. Yeah. Our chapter anniversary of when we were established is April 3rd. So the fact that you got that email a day after we were celebrating at that time, our 20th anniversary, that's bananas because now fast forward at 15 years, we're now in our, we're celebrating our 35th anniversary as a chapter. I mean, that's, that's crazy that you would have that. We would need to get a screenshot of that. Uh, um, just to have it as yeah. a, a point of reference. Maybe yeah, we'll, we'll put be. it in the show notes so that everybody can check out this uh, antiquated you know, yeah. mail, email from Brian. Yeah. Um, so that's really, really amazing that that was there. But same like you guys, I kind of came to it kind of by mistake. I got this letter in the mail. It just happened to be the right timing. Um, and I was like, sure, I'll show up. Um, I think I went to like the maybe the third or the fourth meeting that that had happened at up to that point. Um, And I remember meeting Jody. I remember seeing Brian, um, you know, and then obviously meeting all of you guys throughout the the journey. It was just one of those things that immediately I felt like it was just really cool just to see kids um, similar in age to me that had gone through something similar. And I think if I remember correctly and you guys can can remind me. When we would have our meetings, especially if it was someone's first time there, we would have them share kind of like what we're doing right now. We would have them share what their wish was um, and when it was granted and all that kind of stuff and why they chose to even be there at the meeting. Um, And do you guys remember that at all or am I making that up?
2: No, I remember. I think I remember that. Yeah. Because we would definitely share like at least what we had gone through and the sense of like our wish and everything. So yeah.
0: All right, cool. So, we had so,
1: pins that we had to wear.
0: Oh, that's oh, right.
1: yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. so <laughs> shout
0: out to Jody also for that, because she was the one that said, we need to have something to identify us at events. Um, and we were, again, shout out to the Make-A-Wish Hudson Valley chapter, because, you know, we were the first ones to do this, I believe, which was to have like an identifier on all WISH alum that were part of the alumni committee at events. And what it was, it's the first thing on the top, it says, ask me about my WISH. Underneath it, it would have the wish, what it wish was. So, you know, we'll say, I wish to meet Britney Spears. I wish to go to Paris, France. I wish to meet the New York Liberty. I wish to meet Ozzy Osbourne, which was Brian's really awesome wish. And mine, I wish to go on a cruise to the Bahamas and Bermuda. Um, And then underneath it would have our name and it would have the year that the wish was granted, I believe. Um, And that's something we still do today. You know, any brand new alumni committee that joins, we give them their badge and we give them some swag that they could rock at an event. Um, and that's their identifier, because what we found early on was that we would go to events and they didn't know we were wish kids because, you know, we're here grown. Um, and so, you know, it was nice for them to see that wish kids uh, grew up. And I think that was one of the reasons why it was established in in, in, in the beginning, which was to dispel the myth that make wish only grant wishes to kids that are terminally ill. Um, and we all went through a really difficult time in in, in our own way. Um, through, you know, illness, disease, all this crazy stuff that we dealt with back then, but yet we were still here. We were still fighting. We were still doing our thing. And that badge was almost like a badge of honor showing, hey, you know what, whatever your your misconception is of Make-A-Wish, which is that it's only for terminally ill kids. You can just shut that down right now because I'm here and here's my wish. Ask me about it. Let's talk about it. Let me let me share with you that impact of what a wish can do. And I think all of you guys um, at different times have shared have have shared your story at events. And um, what was your thoughts when you first heard about that badge and maybe even being asked the first time what your wish was? I
1: thought it (laughs) was cool. You know, yeah, kind of was like an icebreaker. to meet people that were especially um, the big corporations that would come and, and donate money. Um, You know, a lot of them would say, this is why, you know, because of you, I'm here, you know, it's great to hear your story and, you know, um, you know, tell me about your wish. And it was just, we are, I guess the face of make a wish. Um, And it just proves that, you know, like you said, it's not just for terminally ill which um honestly I still today, you know, am um recommending make a wish to parents for kids. And um, you know, they're like, oh well, we don't qualify because, you know, my son and daughter doesn't have cancer. And I'm like, it's not just for cancer. I'm like, I didn't have cancer. I had, you know, something totally different. Um, you know, and yes, you should apply, you know. Um, but yeah, so I think it's a it's an icebreaker.
0: That's awesome. And actually, speaking of of conditions and things that make it eligible or not. um, So I can speak for myself. You know, I was I I was eligible for a wish because I had stage four lung cancer at the age of 15 years old. Um, I don't know if anyone else here wants to share what made them eligible to receive a wish. Um, But, you know, if you can share that, because I think that would resonate a lot with people that are listening that either they themselves have. Been diagnosed with a condition that may, may make them eligible to receive a wish, or they're a wish parent that has a child that um, just recently either had a wish or was just recently referred. Um, they may be listening to this episode to so kind of get a gauge of what's my life going to be like or what's my child's life gonna be like in 10, 15, 20 years. So if anybody else feels comfortable in sharing what their condition was when they became eligible when referred, that'll be I think that'll help out a lot of people.
2: Yeah. Um I had stage one Hodgkin's lymphoma.
0: And that was Angela. Yeah.
1: I know I had, um, I had scoliosis and lordosis, um, and I had pretty much a 50, 50 chance of living when, um, my wish came about, um, I could not breathe. Um, my scoliosis was so bad. It was pushing on, like all my organs were being smushed together. It was a very, very, very rough time. I just, I remember that. Like, I remember just sitting in the hospital room and in so much pain and crying. Like, I have just pictures of me in a hospital bed, like, just crying because I was probably way too drugged up anyway, but...
0: Yo, and for real, like, can we talk about the drugs that we got when we were like teenagers and <laughs> younger? Like, um, Yeah, it was crazy. Um, and what about you, Brian? I know you, you always talk about your, your condition that made you eligible to receive a wish too, right?
4: Sure. Yeah, I, I'm not even 100% sure how to describe it most of the time because um, mm-hmm. it wasn't like a singular um, condition. But I usually lump it into um, just having an aortic valve replacement. So I have a mechanical... Aortic heart valve, which has been replaced uh, twice, uh, so I've had three open heart surgeries for it, and now I'm permanently on blood thinners. Um, it's one of those things where, again, a lot of people ask, and uh, at this point, I've um, seen and even worked on some wishes where their conditions are like cardiac. It just like falls under larger like cardiac conditions, which you know some will probably qualify and some may not. But like it's you know there is this giant you know. Gray area where it really is up to you know someone to ask the questions. For me, I, I remember and I'm still in touch with the uh, individual who recommended my wish. She came to me when I was still in the hospital for my last surgery, um, Nancy Schiff, and she told me that I was eligible, which was you know news to me because much like a lot of people, I don't think they thought of you know just uh, heart surgery as you know wish qualifying but it it does um so yeah like it's weird because like some people said like is that um you know like did you have uh, like cardiac disease or like did you have like a ventricular septal defect and i was like "Uh, not not exactly so like it is like a weird gray area um so i might i might fall into the
0: cardiac condition category (laughs) so i'm not 100 sure but it, it worked Yo, but for real, um, that's actually a great point to put out there because there is not one thing many times uh, for many kids that's going to make them qualify or not. A lot of times it's a combination of different things that they're dealing with and challenges that they're dealt with that's going to push it towards qualifying or not. Very rarely do you have just kind of something really black and white. You qualify. I mean, occasionally, you know, we do have that, obviously, but majority of time it's a combination of a lot of different things. So what we would encourage people in the public and out there that are listening to this episode is if you know of a child that is going through, uh, is in the hospital, is going through something, refer them literally that simple, just refer them. The worst case scenario is that they don't qualify. But a lot of times there is a lot of gray area that potentially could push it towards qualifying or not. So I wouldn't strongly encourage any parent that's listening to this or a guardian that's listening to this that has a child that's dealing with something like this, um, I would encourage you guys to just refer. We'll make sure to put a um, a link in the show notes to refer a child if that's something that you feel that you can do, or share that out to someone that you know is dealing with something powerful like that. Because maybe they also had the misconception that only kids that are terminally ill are the ones that could have a wish, and it's not true either. There's a lot of misinformation out there in the public that people are still, you know, um, believing, and they don't know. So. That was actually going back to the beginning of the alumni committee. That was our whole intent was that our getting together and sharing our stories was something that will help dispel that myth. And, you know, and and I didn't forget about you, Lauren, because I know we we talked about this in the pre-call. Your, you, you, when you were referred to Make-A-Wish, it's actually a really interesting connection because your referral source was actually a guest on our podcast, right?
3: Uh, yes, um, I was treated at Westchester Medical Center. Um, social worker there, Trish, uh, referred me so, and I was was, uh, was going to the guest and I was like, Oh, she's still there, that's great.
0: Yes, I went how many years
3: later? Yeah, 20, (laughs) yeah, 20 something.
0: It's been a minute, yeah. So, Trisha Hiller was your referral source. Um, and we'll make sure to also put a link in the show notes to Trisha's episode. (laughs) Um, because that also our referral sources are everything, you know, they're the ones that are in in it, you know, with the kids, with the families at the hospitals and, you know, referral sources could come in the form of someone like Trish, who's in child life. Uh, she's a child life specialist, but we also have social workers, registered nurses, nurse practitioners, you know, they're all making these referrals um, throughout, the, throughout the year, including the treating physician. Um, and obviously another referral source is you, the kid themselves, if you wanted to pick up the phone and refer yourself, you could have. Um now we, you know we have a really cool website that you could go make these referrals and um and pretty much anybody could make a referral for you. They just need certain information that's specific to you that they need to submit. But generally, you know, you can submit it that way. So, it's a really cool um this whole organization is just really really cool in how it works and and how the process begins through the referral process. Uh, do you guys recall at all um, when you started, uh, when the first time you met with your wish granters when you were talking about your wish, what were some of the things that maybe stood out in your first meeting or second meeting with your wish granters?
2: I just remember the, the game that they were trying to help uh, figure out what I really wanted as a wish. And that was always, I can't remember some of them, the options that I had, but I remember the two places were either Paris or Italy, and then I don't remember, you know, what I would have had or any if I wanted something. But I think to me, it was like Jessica Simpson and like Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. <laughs> like, <laughs> like those were like, you know, that's what I remember at the time. But
1: <laughs> what about
0: the rest of you guys? Do you guys recall any like special moments that maybe you had with your your wish granters at all?
1: I remember they used to come over to my house. Um, yeah in the evening and uh, you know, I, I always looked forward to when they were visiting. Cause it was always so much fun. Um, you know, I, I don't remember playing the, the game, but I do remember having a list of where I wanted to go, who I wanted to meet and if I wanted something. I remember I wanted a mansion. oh Oh, yeah I still want one of those yeah Yeah, for real
3: (laughs) Uh, oh
1: yeah um and I do remember they used to always come over and bring me a Britney Spears Barbie doll or something that had to do with Britney Spears
0: that's awesome. And actually, that's a great example of what we call wish enhancements. So for those that are listening in, when we go and meet with wish kids for the first time, we always like to bring little icebreaker gifts in the beginning. And then as you get to know the child and their interest, you try to bring them things that are relevant to that. And it could be very simple things. It doesn't have to be super expan- expensive, um, like a Barbie doll or like a poster of, of, of Britney Spears, or in the case of, you know, Angela, you know, maybe a little mini Eiffel Tower, you yeah. know, toy. I got,
2: I got luggage. It oh, you awesome. got oh, that, look at is, that.
0: That's yeah. dope. I'm surprised they didn't come back was with like a nice. croissant or something.
2: I know. Wait, oh. I did come back. Wait, that's actually really funny. I was obsessed with the chocolate croissants there mm. and I stuffed one in my sweatshirt and I brought it back with me on the plate.
0: Legit. Listen, you don't have to go that's to wish jail for that. You're all good. Yeah. <laughs> Completely. That's so cool. What about so you, great. Lauren? Do you remember anything around the New York Liberty or basketball since that was really one of your passions, you know, growing up?
3: Um, I I remember sitting out on the deck during one of the meetings, and um, I remember I was brought uh, chocolate uh, from a chocolate shop in baseball bat and gloves uh, because later I was also a Yankee fan. And that was kind of it was either Liberty, Yankees kind of thing for me. So um.
0: that's interesting. So actually, that's a great kind of segue to another whole other area that I think would be interesting. So, you know, Lauren, your wish was to go to meet the New York Liberty, but you were kind of against uh, on the fence with New York Liberty, New York Yankees. Angela, you loved Italy and Paris, France from what you could remember back then. Shauna, you like Britney Spears and were there any other kind of wishes or, or things that were maybe would have trumped Britney Spears at all?
1: Um, I think the Yankees. Um, that was definitely on the list. Um, cause my dad was like really rooting for the Yankees. Obviously, you know,
0: yeah, your dad's a big Yankee fan.
1: Yes, he is. <laughs> um, and probably like a vacation I think was on there. Um, if I know me maybe Disney. I mean, I don't know, but I
0: don't know that mansion would have been up there on my list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even though that's not a wish we can grant, um, <laughs> but it's a wish that, you know, if we could grant we would. And what about you, Brian? Um, do you recall any other wishes that maybe were right up there with like Ozzy Osbourne? I think. Uh, I'm trying to think if I
4: remember almost all of them. Uh, my to goes were Japan and Italy to have the, the actually the very first, the very first thing that I pitched and almost knowing full well that it would get shot down. I said, I wanted a birthday party with all of my celebrities, like my favorite <laughs> celebrities invited. So it was going to be like 50 wishes combined. And they're like, "No,
0: um, <laughs> Hey man, you got to shoot for the stars. Man. Yeah. Um, and then
4: I asked for the original, like not just like a replica, but I wanted the flying, the polka dot guitar that Randy Rhodes, who was the, Original guitar player for Ozzy Osbourne when he split from Black Sabbath. I wanted uh, his guitar, which I have now gone and seen because it's on display at like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in in Cleveland. And I was like, yeah, there's no way they're going to like remove it from the museum and just give it to like this 13 year old. Um, (laughs) So I know that that was like the top of it. And um, that I think my to, to meet, I believe either ozzy osbourne and either lincoln park or jeff hardy i was a huge pro wrestling fan at the time too so it was like again like sign of the times kind of thing but i I think those were in like the top three and i remember my uh wish granters when i started kind of like veering towards the um the the ozzy osbourne wish they were just like oh like not not like it was a very joking kind of way, but they're just like, oh, man, like that guy, like seriously. <laughs> uh, and it was it was great. We had a really like fun, playful kind of thing. Um, I remember like they obviously try and like figure out and like eventually they did very much figure out like this is his taste in music. And uh, I remember they brought me, I think, um, the one, the Beatles collection on CD. And I think they may have brought me an Iron Maiden CD as well. Uh, nice. Back when everyone actually got like CDs, but I, I think those are both from them, um, And that, that was like a cool thing at the time. But I, I also remember having like a, I, I may have even spoken to them on like, again, super going to like sign of our times. I may have actually spoken to one of them on like AOL instant messenger. So like, <laughs> oh she God. would like message me every <laughs> once in a while, be like, Hey, like, have you thought about like your wish? And like, we, we actually went back and forth for like a little bit. Um, And then we're also trying to figure out like the timing, especially if like they're a musician, like are they going on tour like that year? Um, Like if someone's, you know, shooting it, if they're like an actor, actress and they're shooting, you know, on the other side of the country, like, well, when will they be back in the country or like, can we get you over there? So we went back and forth for a little bit. Um, but I, I think we did converse over A1 Messenger for a little bit.
0: That's wild. Do you, you uh, guys remember back then when you could have you you waited until nine p.m. so you can get free phone calls on your cell, oh or you know, or when you would have like only an, a y- certain allotment of text messages?
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! And going over it every single month.
0: Yep. Yo, yeah. for real. And you used to be. Oh getting that charged, was like, like ten
3: cents a t- like text too. Oh my yeah.
0: Man, oh, talk man. about us being old. Actually, we should actually talk about that. Like, how old are we now? So, oh. <laughs> I, I, I think I might be the oldest one in the group right now. So, I'll start with me. I'm 38. So, who is close to 38? Ish. <laughs> yeah, I'm like. <laughs> I'm, so, so Lauren, how old are you?
3: I am the same age as the chapter. I was born 86, so I am 34.
4: Nice. Ah. All right, then that means makes me probably next. I will be thirty four at the end of this year.
0: Awesome. And what about you, Angela?
2: I will be thirty two in October. So, Sweet.
0: Yeah. And what about you, Shauna? I'm thirty two. Look at that. It's crazy, man. And um, and I think out of all of us, I think you, Brian, you're married. I'm married. Ladies still searching. Single
3: yep. single yep. <laughs> The pandemic really helped with that.
0: I know. Yo, for real. It, it man, this pandemic, I it right before. I just
3: don't count that year. Like Yeah, whatever. I don't either.
2: That's,
0: yeah. Yeah, I'm 33. Yeah. There you go. That, and and you guys yeah, there's, there's so much time left. And and think about it like this: like the pandemic threw us all for a loop. I mean, we haven't talked about it, you know, with you guys, but I mean, how has the pandemic kind of been with you guys with work and, and just in general with family and stuff? Like how have you guys been holding up? We'll start with uh with Shauna.
1: Um, you know, it was pretty boring um when it first started. I remember, you know, um my mom, of course, was super scared, you know, so because I could get sick so easily. Um, I I remember I didn't go out of the house for like a month and you know like to her she's okay without going out you know she's a homebody and she likes to do you know yard work and all that and me i just well you know i'm always on the run going somewhere doing something um helping somebody uh so it was it was rough you know but now you know it's things are calming down um and we're getting back to normal life um the mask was or is i should say still um it's hard for me to breathe with the mask on. Um, you know, a lot of people say like, Oh, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's in your head. And I'm like, no, really? (laughs) My oxygen level just drops. Um, you know, so it's, it's rough, but we're getting by.
0: All right. And what about you, Angela, how are you holding up with uh, this pandemic and crazy times? Yeah,
2: good. I mean, you know, thankful, but, um, yeah, I think it was just rough in the beginning because I had literally the first week of March, 2020 moved into a new apartment and I finally moved on my own. So I had no couch, no table, um, no nothing. So I was like stranded basically on an Island of just my apartment floor. <laughs> um, and then, oh. which was fun, but then I moved back home for a couple of months and just like hung out with my parents, stuff like that. And then, um, yeah, from there, it's just, you know, work, I think Williams, you know, is still working and everything, but it just, it, I think it got crazier and which I'm sure, you know, most of you experienced, it's just, it was different. It was nutty, but, um, well, we're yeah, still here. finally, yeah, finally, um, getting back into some normalcy, but it's like double the amount of plans now based on like things getting canceled from last year to this year. So I have a lot of, um, friends and family wedding craziness that I'm experiencing <laughs> oh man yeah summer <laughs>
0: weddings that's all kicking in right now so yeah. I don't know how many dresses you have in your closet but you're gonna have to start yep. grabbing some <laughs> new ones probably <laughs> yeah <laughs> and what about um, you Lauren I mean how are you with the whole pandemic and work and all that stuff
3: um well I played a lot of Animal Crossing um, yeah wait but... wait a
0: minute wait a minute time out time out so you play Animal Crossing okay.
3: I I haven't played in a while. I'm actually more because I'm afraid my villagers all hate me now. But (laughs) yes, I, I did spend a lot of time creating a Jurassic Park themed island during
0: dude so we gotta after this call we have to exchange our island addresses yes. i'll show you my island i haven't been to my island in yes. about a month and a half either um so okay. i have a lot of weeds growing everywhere um <laughs>
2: i said i never uh, heard of this game i don't know what it is <laughs> oh my god so wow. switch, it dropped at the perfect time
0: that all. was exactly it so nintendo it's a nintendo switch game um animal crossing right and it's pretty much you you have the ability to create your own island um, if you have other people mm-hmm. that you play with, like in the same house, like your mom, dad, siblings, whatever, they can join you and kind of play in the same game, be in the same world as that you're creating. But ultimately, you also get to invite people to your island, people being characters, they're animals, elephants, rhinos, you know, monkeys, <laughs> things like that. Oh my God. Each of them have their own personalities. Some of them are, you know, like they're, like I have a rhino on my island that loves to work out. And all he does is talk about being buff. Um, so I had him.
3: What's his name? What's his name? Uh, I know I his name. I can't
0: remember his name right now. All I know is was, that i, I have, my, oh. yeah there's, they, oh, they, God, it, no. it's funny because they have male and female versions of the same character, so you also have that, but uh it's a fun game, you kind of get lost in that world, and like Lauren said, like during the pandemic, when all you had was time, um, and you just was trying to like get your mind right and just kind of escape a little bit, it was a great escape to kind of get into that world so definitely we'll connect. If anybody else plays Animal Crossing, um, you know, we'll share, you know, we'll share the information to each other, you know, after this meeting. Um, But what about you, Brian? I mean, what were some of the things that you kind of dealt with during this pandemic, you know, and and with work and just kind of, you know, through, you know, how did you get through it? Sure.
4: Um, So I got married in December, right before the pandemic. So, you know, that happened, I got, I was fortunate enough to go on my honeymoon with, Thailand and came back. And I had about one month of working in the office before everything kind of shut down. Um, but I I was fortunate enough. I worked for a decent amount of time into the pandemic. Um, I lost my job in August. So I'm coming up on a year of losing that job, which is at the garden. Um, and my wife also got furloughed and eventually had to take a new job in that time as well. So that was like a really big thing. Um, but like for me, at least I was, you know, very fortunate to have, you know, like I was in my apartment, I had enough space. It was just myself and my wife to keep each other company. Um, and we were working for a decent amount of that time. So between work, we played like a crazy amount of board games. Um, we, you know, everybody figured out like the whole like zoom games and things like that. Um, yeah, I mean, like we made it work and especially now that like things are kind of getting a little bit more back to normal ish. Um, it, you know, it, I feel like we were almost out of it, like kind of made it through some things. Um, I, after I was let go, um, from the garden, obviously like the music industry took a, a gigantic hit. Um, I kind of decided that I wanted to go explore something else. So now I'm exploring software engineering. Um, it's just kind of, you know, see what else is out there. Like the world's my oyster. And I, that's the phrase I forget. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, I mean, you know, just doing doing whatever. Uh but yeah, like there was definitely a lot of boredom, a lot of like kind of mindless games played. Uh you know, it got to a point where like I was playing ticket to ride with just one other person that person being my wife like three four times a day every day for like several months and i was like this is ridiculous and eventually i, I taught my wife how to play chess so we did that and we just made our way through like every board game yeah. and we had to like order new board games and just getting ridiculous i once once i went into the um studying software engineering and computer science i actually kind of put off a lot of other things so like playing games uh making music playing music um in an effort to like make sure that i spent the time to work on something obviously a career change is a big move um so unfortunately like, i i don't get to dabble in a lot of like the fun stuff that like i wish uh, that i could including things like certain like video games like i don't have a nintendo switch but i very much entertain the idea of getting one like when like Breath of the Wild came out, and uh, then, like at the beginning of quarantine, so you know, I was like, "Man, like I really, really should have jumped on that like beforehand." <laughs> well, in October, yeah, they the- were
3: sold out for a
0: month.
3: I know. I know Breath <laughs> of the Wild too. I was, I was thinking that I was like, "You should it right. Because now you have two Breath of the Wild.
1: I
0: know. <laughs> That's awesome. And I was just looking at the dates, guys. And you know, we're we're talking about our ages. We're talking about kind of what got us through the pandemic. And you know, for Brian, your wish was granted. 18 years ago, Angela, 15 yeah. years ago, Shauna, 20 years ago, Lauren, 21 years ago. Mine was 20. My
3: wish can drink.
0: Dude, like, <laughs> yeah. we. Uh, this is amazing. Like, like legit, like we're here celebrating 35 years of wishes. I'm here on this call with you guys. And collectively we have over almost hundred years <laughs> of like, <laughs> of like, uh, you know, wish you know, uh, since our wishes were granted. I mean, it's really bananas. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's one of those things that I'm extremely proud of as a member of the staff um and I, and a first and foremost a wish kid um to have this connection with you guys uh, first meeting you guys you know 15 years ago when we started this alumni committee um when you think back on you know the impact of the alumni committee on your lives you know cuz obviously you know we've moved on you know we have our careers and our families and and things and our interests and things that you know we like to do but when you think back on your wish and you think about the time spent um either then and even till today, you know, with the alumni committee, what are the, what's like, if you could describe it in one word, like what, how would you describe it? And I'll start first with Brian this time. I mean,
4: it, like when, when I was asked to be a part of it, I think there was just a a sense of like wanting to be part of something that like you knew you already like fit in. Like I knew that I was a part of this and I was also like kind of of the age, um, where like people also start talking like 2006 is when I graduated high school started to think about like and and, like this isn't like the reason to do it but like my mindset was kind of there like oh like that's like a resume kind of thing like and I like this idea of having these different things that I knew that like I could actively be a part of and I wanted to actively be a part of Um, but like it's been really cool for me the number of people that I've met through my continued involvement with the foundation Started with that, and then went like interning with the Garden of Dreams Foundation, and then working at Madison Square Garden, and meeting my wife, and like all those things. But like also, like I know that like um, I, I'm pretty sure I was at like a Rangers game, and like I figured out that like Angela was like within like yeah. a few like sections of me. So like I remember that. So like I've known Angela for a long time. I've met and we've mm-hmm. hung out with Shauna like a ton of times. I remember me and Lauren at different alumni events, and even other people like talking about like Jody um who I still keep in touch with and there's a ton of people that I keep in touch with um, who are just other alumni and like so I've met and connected with this you know actual network of people that I'm now friends with and I've seen um kind of grow and you know go from like oh like we're in high school to like oh like we have jobs or like we've gotten married and stuff like that or like moved to other parts of the world like uh like Joanna um I believe she might be in Germany now. And um, it's just like a lot of different like things that I've seen. It, it, that's like a funny one where uh, for people who don't know, like I had a very, very brief stint of trying to compete on American Ninja warrior. And my very <laughs> first time uh, going to a training for that, I, I like took photos with someone else and were like, okay, let's like exchange like photos of us training. And turns out to be a very, very close friend of, other alumni, Joanna. And we were like, just like, oh, you know her? And I was like, yeah, wow. like through Make-A-Wish. <laughs> that and th- that was just like a funny connection. And like, you just meet, you make all these other strange connections that like you didn't see coming because like there, there are tons of us. Uh, so it, it's it yeah. been really interesting. I, I also think about like the actual events, like it gave me an opportunity to, so like, a, one thing that people will always ask you for like the rest of your life as like an adult is like, how do you feel about public speaking? Which I actually love. I I very much enjoy it. If you couldn't tell. Um, But like being an alumni, it gave me that opportunity to actually make a speech or to give a speech. So like I was the the speaker for, I guess, like the 2006 thank you donor dinner, which is an event that we do for a lot of our donors. Um, And it was like, that was like a really cool experience for me and uh, all the times going to like the galas and things like that like those are like ingrained in like my my childhood now because now i'm old and look back on this stuff with nostalgia <laughs> but um, like all that stuff is really cool the people i've met has been really cool having opportunities to speak um you know as someone who hadn't even gone to college yet was a really interesting experience
0: that's awesome. And what about you, Lauren? Like when you think back on your time spent with the alumni committee and your wish and kind of its lasting impact on you, like, I mean, you're rocking a shirt that says wish on it. I mean, you can't that, get any more impactful than that, right?
3: Um, yeah, I don't remember what these were from a while ago. Um, I don't even remember what event they were on. Um it's funny um, because it's one of those things where, like you said, that as you talk about it more, you start remembering, you know, different things. Like, for instance, that time that you guys started the new auction software at the gala and the bidding. Oh, man, that was everywhere. I that. I yeah. I <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so i should actually uh, for context just for those that are listening so at our wish ball back in the day we used to have bid sheets that people would bid on for oh yeah it was
3: paper and pen yeah, yeah it
0: was on a, it was literally on a clipboard with a pen and like sheets of paper on it for people to make bids on it and then back in the day we would then have someone bring a bell and we would cover those bid sheets with a with a tablecloth so that no one else could make any bids for those silent auction items we evolved to then have like automatic bidding, almost like mobile bidding, um, which changed the game completely because we were used to doing it a certain way. And then one year we just completely flipped the script and like, all right, we're going to be doing this mobile bidding thing now, which is now kind of like the set standard for these types of events. Yeah. Um, so do you remember that transition?
3: Yes. Um, it. I mean, it wasn't a, yeah, it was it, it It a little bumped, but yes, I think that, everyone was able to get what they wanted. So, which is the the important part. Um, But yeah, no, I just like also that the alumni committee both kind of both did Make-A-Wish events and then also like kind of thank you events. Um, I think one of the first events that I remember is going to someone's house and planting tulips.
0: Yes. Um, Speaking of which, at one of those wish balls, we actually auctioned off the opportunity for a bid or someone that would bid on this, an opportunity for alumni committee members to go to their house and plant bulbs. Um, I think, per, you know, perennials or something like that bulbs in their home. Um, and that's props to Jody too. Cause I think her mom was the one that purchased the bulbs for us on her own. Like she donated it oh. and then she, um, and then she kind of packaged it for us. And then we just Somebody won. Um, shout out to Alan and Susan Cass, because I believe they were the winners of that bid. And we went to their homes and destroyed their yard. <laughs> we dug a <laughs> bunch of holes in their backyard. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, along their
3: driveway. Yeah, we did. Yeah, It was like
0: along the driveway. We I <laughs> guess you
3: want, we want them there. was the kind of thing?
0: <laughs> I know we had no idea what we were doing, but it was the fact that they even allowed yeah, us but, the yeah. opportunity to even do that no testament to our donors i mean they they love yeah and they would allow which kids to go to their yard and make holes um and all this stuff so we apologize in advance to alan and susan for you know destroying the yard but you know it was actually that was a for
3: 20 years like 15 years later
0: yeah exactly but that was a fun event though it was it was something so random but we were able to hang out and we were able to chat i remember donovan was like you know literally You know, he he was very limited in his mobility, but he was still able to do stuff, and it was really cool to see that too. So, it was a fun. I think it was a fun day.
3: Yeah, no, it was. So, yeah,
0: that's Um, awesome. And what about you, Angela? When you think about the alumni committee and its kind of lasting impact and and stuff, what do you kind of think about?
2: Yeah, I think it kind of is. It's like a. a, It's a form of a support group because I think it kind of goes back to why it originated. It's like you want to meet people like you in a sense, right? So you could connect with other people. I don't know anyone outside of the alumni committee that has had a wish granted in my life. So, you know, I think that's kind of important, especially for me, where it was like, I had just gone through treatment, I then all of a sudden got my wish granted, and then boom, right into the alumni committee. I was like, great, this is awesome. And then, you know, and I think you just, it's an experience that opens your eyes even further, right? So it's like, you go through something, but then you're like, oh, my God, there's all these other people going through so many things. I still think that like, you know, the worse or better. I mean, there's really, you know, a range, but, um, you're so grateful and appreciative. And then you get to like, give back, I, I mean, and be, you know, in such a community, that's kind of, um, it's just so loving and, and open. And I don't know, it's, it's such like a good, warm, fuzzy, like, it's like a hug. It's like, a, <laughs> you know that's what awesome. I mean? It's <laughs> so, um, No, it's, it's great. And I, and it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, I hate that I can't be a part of it even more, Um, you know, and not being within the Hudson Valley anymore, kind of like moving. So like, I, like I try to do as much as possible. You, you reach out, I will try to answer or do, but um, that's where, you know, that's the part that's unfortunately limited. But um, yeah, like, I mean, like no, it's but always you're, on my first thing of my mind of like, if I could volunteer or get back anywhere, it's always wish.
0: So. That's awesome. And I got to say, I mean, yeah. we, we also didn't say where we are. So, I mean, yeah. we all of our wishes were granted at the Hudson Valley chapter. Um, so I live now in Dutchess County. I live in Wappingers Falls. I'm I was when my wish was granted, I was living in Yonkers. Brian, you were living in um, Yorktown Heights, I believe, when your wish was granted. Right. And you're yep. living now where I'm in Astoria, Queens. Astoria, Queens and Angela, you said you moved and where?
2: yeah, so I was in Rockland County and now I'm in Hoboken in Jersey.
0: There you go. So we Uh, got Jersey girl now. Yeah. And then we have (laughs) Lauren. So where are you living now?
3: Uh, I was in Grubin Croton um, and now I live in Bronxville.
0: There you go. And Shauna
1: So in the same place, uh, just 12 steps down.
0: Nice. (laughs)
1: My mom lives upstairs. I live downstairs. Uh, you know, hopefully, we'll be moving to Nashville. Uh, so we'll see.
0: Are you going to be writing a country album down there?
1: I'm not going to be writing music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really talented. Um, but I just I think it's a good move for me um, for the you know for where I want the show to go and you know to be successful you know a lot of things things are happening um you know in Nashville and I'm a little nervous to go to the city you know I I know Brian you worked at the garden we've seen each other many times there um but I'm just with everything going on I'm just nervous to go to the city you know
4: I feel the city is a weird place to be you know (laughs) kind of during and even post COVID um, now, I, and I don't want to say post COVID because it's you know still an issue, but you know post like the real blunt uh, of how bad it it was at least in New York City. Um, but it, the even though that may not as may not be quite as much of a concern now, there's a lot of residual um, issues that we're still seeing with you know businesses that couldn't stay up and. You know increased like violence and it is kind of a weird place to be. Um and that largely depends on like your neighborhood and things like that. So you know we're we're seeing how a lot of things are playing out. Um but yeah like it's definitely it's definitely an interesting place to be right now.
0: For sure. And we actually didn't mention it before, but Shauna, you know if you can share a little bit about why you're moving down to Nashville and, and what is kind of causing you to move down there. You have your own radio show. So share with our listeners what your radio show is about and, and kind of what are the topics you guys cover there?
1: Yeah. So um, I have a radio show um, prior to, I guess, the well when the alumni committee was kind of first forming, I was at a local radio station um, and I wanted to syndicate the show and branch off. Um, you know, so it, it just kind of felt like the right time to do it. Um, I built a studio in my house and um, my co-host Lala, uh, I went to school with her. So we do the show together um, and we interview a lot of celebrities. Um, actually, Quentin Richardson, um, another uh, Make-A-Wish event that we got to go to. Um, he was on my show two or three times actually. So, um, you know, again, that was thanks to make a wish for making that happen. Um, so I think it's just going to be a good move. Um, but yeah, so our show is about, it's an entertainment show. We, um, but we also kind of what makes us stand out compared to other like influencers that do product reviews and, um, you know, be like a social media influencer is that, We both have medical issues, so we kind of, what's the word, um, make the show about that as well. Um, you know, we do interview others that have disabilities or medical issues, um, you know, to kind of give them a voice and let them know like, Hey, just because you have, you know, scoliosis or Crohn's disease, um, or you know, cancer or a heart condition, or, you know, you could still do whatever you want to do in life um, and make a difference and be an inspiration. So
0: that's awesome. And I guess, you know, as we're getting close to the end of this podcast episode, you know, in one word, you know, how would you describe make a wish?
2: Um, I would, can I use hope? Cause I feel like that's like the really the only word I can describe it as is like the greatest thing. That's
0: awesome. And yeah. and our and kind of like our tagline for this year is don't wait for hope, create it. You know, Ooh, because our community like has the ability to create hope in w- with local wish kids. You know, whether it's by hosting an event, supporting our events right now, we're in the middle of a uh, of beginning our Stars at Home virtual talent show, you know. So literally anywhere you are, whether you're in Astoria in Jersey, in, you know, Scarsdale in uh, Orange County, you know, wherever you are or even Anywhere outside of that, you can submit a video up to a minute um, on the star for stars at home and you can have people vote on it and pretty much votes are dollar donations. So for every dollar donation, it equals a vote. Um, So it's really a great way to support the chapter during this time. So if you guys have a particular talent, it doesn't have to be singing or dancing, but uh, we have some interesting ones that have already come in. We got some some uh, medleys on piano. We have some singing, some songs. We have a really cool pogo stick. Jump ropes routine that someone's doing. Um, In the past, we have Rubik's cubes, pet fashion shows. Um, (laughs) You know, literally, we we've seen crocheting, puzzle making. Um, It's been really, really amazing what people you know bring to the table. So you know, anywhere you are, you can support the chapter. And hope is a way that you can provide um, for our kids. You know, is through supporting events like that. So, um, Shauna, what about you? In one word, how would you describe Make a Wish? Say
1: inspirational
0: inspirational i like it and what about you lauren what would you think uh when you think of make wish in one word what would you say
3: i don't know if you got brian i mean oh yeah
0: well ask brian (laughs) brian in one word you know you have to pick a different word though from your episodes
4: Uh, oh man i was about to make a huge plug is like for my answer go listen to episode (laughs) two the wish house podcast there you go Uh um oh man a different word. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't use something that it, someone else has already said.
0: <laughs> of course, yeah. Listen, this is all flu- organic and fluid, right? So if you want to use another a word that has been said already, go for it. Let's do it. We had hope and
4: inspirational. Yeah, I, I really like inspirational. Not like I also like hope, but like that's one that just kind of...
2: <laughs> Not offended. <laughs>
4: no, it, it's definitely one that just kind of sticks out. It's like true. my from the, the first time I said humbling. And I I think there's something about how it, you know, like you see these stories and how they play out. You see all these different conditions and obstacles that other children facing life-threatening medical conditions have faced and, you know, how they've come out of that. Um, and you know, like with obviously all of us being alumni have also had something happen, but like one of the big things I remember was just like meeting other alumni and being like, wow, like that is, I mean, honestly, I feel like I don't deserve a wish because that seems so much more difficult, but you kind of keep finding that and you realize like, you know what, actually like we're, we're all still really in the same boat with that similarly like it really is an inspirational thing where you know you see some of these kids and what they get to do afterwards even you know talking about the um the stars from home type of thing where like you get to see like wow like these kids have like an tremendous talent and none of that was disrupted by you know whatever condition that they may have had um that really like if for nothing else like is truly inspirational. Um, you know, and like, that's like your textbook definition, right? Like You'd see someone who has overcome a tremendous obstacle and they've amounted to some incredible like jaw-dropping talent or something like that. Like that's, I can't come up with a better way to describe that.
0: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And what about you, Lauren? If you can describe Bakoish in one word, what would you say?
3: <laughs> I literally just came up with it. Um, so... My issue was is that I feel like it's a lot of things. It's you know the organization that, as a kid, you know when I was sick, you know gave me the wish and took my mind, you know, of having cancer and just you know playing basketball for a bit. And then it's also like this quote group of having people who kind of who've been through the same thing, that sort of thing. So it was hard to kind of find one word that like encompassed everything. You know, with the volunteer, just everyone, the um, impactful,
0: impactful, Impact, yeah. That's dope. Go.
3: Yeah, because you dope. know there's been the granting of the wishes to the people who grant, you know, so worth the wait, right?
0: Yeah, a hundred percent for sure. And honestly, I mean, yeah. you know what this is, is is really an opportunity for us to reconnect with each other to talk about the alumni community to talk about the impact that wishes had on our lives we we'll would love to interview all of you guys you know Brian we could always you know reconnect for another you know episode um but yeah Shauna angela lauren you guys have an open invitation to come on the podcast at any time uh, we'll love to hear more about your story specifically and and kind of how it's touched your life but uh, but thank you guys so much for taking the time out of your busy schedules to chat with us here at Make MakeWish Hudson Valley. We can't thank you guys enough and, you know, continued health and, and joy to all of you and um, in all and in everything that we're doing right now. And um, yeah, so thank you guys so much for joining me. Thanks,
3: thanks, for, having yeah, thanks us. for having us. Yeah, this is
0: fun. To our listeners, remember, you can always refer to our show notes for additional information about the topics we discussed today. We invite you to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcast to help us reach as many people as possible about our wonderful mission. Special thanks to the executive producers of the Wish House podcast, Jillian Rodriguez and Sydney Wolf. Shout out to Wish alum Brian Chin for providing our podcast theme music. And finally, from all of us at the Wish House, stay safe and healthy.